Welcome to episode 38 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. All right, well, the day finally came. We visited Rancho Obi-Wan, and oh my God, it was amazing. Um, if you ever wanted to feel what it was like to be in a time machine, to go back and <laughs> relive your childhood through some materialistic thing, <laughs> this would be it. Um, I mean, yeah, right from the very this beginning. was the ultimate. Yeah, I mean... Mm-hmm. So I I don't know what other things out there for us. It was Star Wars uh, to to do this thing, and I'm sure other people have other things where they would maybe visit a comic book or see a comic book they haven't seen in a really long time since their childhood, like visiting a comic book store. But just imagine that this comic is in this giant museum of just all of your childhood memories, and that's what this is right here, and that's Rancho Obi Wan. Um, I don't even know where to start with with what we saw. Well, I'm not even sure if there's anything like comparable to this. Like, there's nothing out there that I could think of that I'd be like, oh, um, that I was so nostalgic about. Like everywhere I went on on this tour, uh, my heart just kept leaping out of you know my chest. I kept going, oh my god, I had that, or oh my gosh, I remember that, or you know, there were so many things. I mean, um, you know, this yeah, is the whole. Just, it's not yeah. just like childhood stuff too. It's also it's it's childhood stuff plus things you couldn't afford or thought you'd never see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's purpose by saying there was a lot of you know childhood memory stuff, but there was a lot of expensive toys that you were just like, oh, I wish I could afford that when it first came out, and then, but there was no way. But here it was. You got to see it. It's not like you had to like find some other you know, like eccentric collector or whatever or find it on eBay or something like that. You got you can go here and you can see it. I mean he Steve has right. every everything. Right. Um, I mean there was there was stuff that you probably didn't see. It looked like there was stuff that weren't even part of the tour, but I mean you would see things like the famous um you're gonna see things like the famous uh the see through PO tape um tape, tape dispenser. dispenser. <laughs> was you're, that from that was from see, Japan, wasn't it? Right. You're gonna see yeah. You're going to see vintage uh, action figures that you thought you would never see, like the variant Jawa. You're going to see things uh, like food products that you would never see from around the world. Um, What stood out the most to you uh, during the tour? Well, I mean, seeing the Boba Fett mail away thing that had the rocket, the shooting rocket, that was, I really wanted to see that. And, and the, the Jawa um vinyl like the variant i i was really wanting to see that um and then of course uh well we could talk about that a little bit later what we saw at the very very end but uh i i just want to preface this by saying that you know <clears throat> we are i mean we were huge star wars nerds first and foremost but um it was just uh it, it was it was kind of like this experience you know it's like uh going to Woodstock or going somewhere like powerful, like some power place, you know, it was kind of like that for me. You know, I've been a lifelong star Wars fan, but to see somebody like enjoy it and have all this cool stuff that he shares with everybody, it was just a really good, really good, warm, fuzzy feeling. And we were there like five and a half, six hours just to let you guys know we were there a long time and I could, I could have stayed longer. (laughs) If he would have let me, I would have stayed longer. Yeah, there was there. I mean, I mean, that's the that's the main thing, right? You could probably not have Steve give you the tour, and you would just be blown away by how much stuff you're seeing. Like if you went to like the Natural History Museum in New York or something like that. But yeah. the added bonus, the added bonus is, is that we took the sto- we took the tour with Steve, uh, Sand Suite there, and the stories that he had. Um, if you love reading about uh, stories about you know, 
uh, background information, uh, film, film, you know, how a film is made, props, all this stuff, all these interest, interest, interesting stories that you would get from like, okay, well, how did this come about? Or, you know, how is this done? Or what does this mean? Um, this, the tour was just right up your alley. I mean, he had so many great stories and I'm sure he probably, he, I could probably take the tour like 10 times and probably get different stories every single time. Yeah. I I kind of had that feeling too. I think, um, he, he picks up different collectibles at different times and tells stories about him. And, and it was very rare. It wasn't a whole lot of, um, opportunity to really stop him and ask questions because he was just telling stories left and right and picking up things. I mean, every now and then I'd get a gap and I'd, and I'd ask him something, you know, and he was very gracious. He never one time went, you know, Hey, shut up punk. You know, I'm not done telling my stories. You know, he was very like courteous and very gracious and just very warm. And he, we were told, um, you know, before we sent an email to him asking to interview him, we were told that his favorite thing is to hear uh, people's stories about Star Wars bringing people together. And that's, you know, that was our story for sure. And um, so he enjoyed that. And um, and then listening to him, like he didn't start collecting until he was in his late 30s, early 40s. So, you know, um, he had the 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 fortitude to not open stuff up. I mean, cause like we, we talked about, we got toys when we were seven or eight and we just chewed on them or tore them up or, you know, um, but he had like vintage figures behind glass. And then he had the same vintage figures carded, you know, so he had them doubled. Um, I'm sure he's got more, you know, boxed up somewhere, but like everywhere you went, there was something cool to look at. And then there was something cool to look at behind it. Your, your brain just can't process all this stuff. Like you have to probably go there several times to really get it all in and, um, and, and listen to all his stories. But I mean, I've written so much stuff down, but the more I read them, the more I thought to myself, I really shouldn't say a lot of this stuff out because it, it, if you guys ever wanted to go on the tour, you know, you don't want to have all this stuff in your head of what we're saying. It's better if you just go and experience it for yourself. But I mean, we could tell you some of the things that we, we saw, you know, but, um, the stories are just priceless. You need to be there to listen to a lot of that stuff. Um, but what's, what stuck out to you? I mean, what was the one thing you saw that you went, Holy cow, I can't believe that this is here. Um, wow. Uh, that happened a few times for me. Um, right from the beginning when we first met Steve, um, there was a vintage figure there, the Vader figure that you'll hear about later on in the, uh, in the podcast interview with Steve. Um, so that got me right away. <laughs> um, seeing that vintage Vader figure. Um, and then walking when, you know, the, he starts, he starts at a certain point before he gets to like, Every time he opened the door, I want to say this. Every time he opened the door, it got better and better and better. Oh, my gosh. I, mean, I think there was like three doors that were opened. And every time he opened the door, it got better. So just when you thought the tour was coming to an end, he would open a door and then something else amazing would happen or open a curtain and something else amazing would happen. But when when the when we went into the main warehouse and mm. I saw that column of vintage figures... And then, I mean, he had figures. He had the first 12 or the first 11. The 12th was somewhere else. And then on the back side of that, he even had figures from the Droids and Ewoks uh, cartoon. 
Yes. Which was ridiculous. That, that was super two. cool. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I even owned any of those. I think I saw them when I was a kid, but to have it right there in front of you, that was pretty cool. You're right. Um, yeah. So that was that, that to me stuck out the most that he, it was, it hit you right then and there that you saw all these vintage figures, but then as you were walking down the museum it, or, you know, yeah, walking down the aisles in the museum, it was, it, it just got better because there was, like you said before, there's, you just can't take everything in. There's so much to see and so many stories. I mean, I, I bet you he can stay in one section for an entire tour and not move on. Oh, just telling for sure. Stories. That first, uh, yeah, that first area that we went into, we were in there for a very long time before we moved into the other parts, but there was just so much to see. And like, I remember, um, you like were tapping me on the shoulder. You're like, dude, look over there, look over there. And I looked through, like it was in the, but it wasn't out. It was like back in the back. He had all these master replica, original force FX lightsabers. And one of them was, uh, uh, the curved Asajj. one. It was a yeah, Ventress, which I've never seen that. I didn't even know. Honestly, I didn't even know that existed because I would have had that in my collection. I would have bought that like no problem, but now it's probably worth, I mean, way more than I think it originally was. So there's no way I could ever afford it, but I couldn't believe he had that. And it, it was stuff like that. It was like a lot of stuff was out, but every now and then you catch a glimpse of something that was not on the shelves. It was behind the scenes, like back in there somewhere that, that he hasn't pulled it out yet. And I was just blown away by that. Um, the other thing that I was uh, curious about, and he kind of, I think he mentioned it to you later on, but I was asking him about um, uh, episode seven stuff. There really wasn't a lot. There was a couple of six inch figures and then a couple of Disney elite figures. I had um, heard that uh, the reason why that is, is because he, he doesn't have the room for it. There's no yeah. room in, in the current way that it's set up for him to actually put episode seven stuff out. Um, there is a few things there, but it's mostly it's mostly from the the previous six movies. Um, I would say ninety nine point nine 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 are all from the previous six movies. So I'm sure um, we'll get notice once the episode seven goes up, and mm -hmm. the Rogue One stuff goes up, and the episode eight stuff goes up. Yeah, Solo, the Han Solo movie goes up. Like all this stuff, like. So he, 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 I think the reason why, and from what I read or heard uh, before we went there, that a lot of the episode seven stuff up is not up because there's no room. And once you take the tool, you'll understand why, because it's packed with stuff. It's packed with eye candy from top to bottom. Yeah, it's really amazing how, you know, I kept seeing things that I could not believe were there. And then he would say, oh, I got this from a collector who had it in a warehouse. And then I got to you know, know him. And then he like donated it. I mean, all these different stories, like the one thing that stuck out to me, one of the very first things besides the figures is when we went into the main room, I looked to my left and he's like, uh, there's the, the cantina band, the whole band. And like, he hit a button and they like danced and they played the music. And I was like, I stared at it for a second. I'm like, I've seen this. I know where this came from. And before I was able to ask him, he's like, yeah, this came from F.A.O. Schwartz in Caesar's Palace in, in Las Vegas. And I said, yeah, I've gone there a few times. Like I've had, you know, slushies at the bar and all that stuff. And, and, and then like later on, I think you told me, cause you got to spend some time with him alone. You guys wandered off to go grab a table so that we could podcast. And you came back with more information. You're like, dude, um, he's got a life-size 
Jabba, the hut back there <laughs> and the throne room. And, and he wants to, you know, create a cantina back there and, and all that stuff. And that blew my mind. I was like, Oh my God, like we have to come back here and hang out in the cantina, which I think we talk about in the pot on the, in the interview. Um, yeah. Overall we spent, um, including the podcast, we spent about, um, I think probably over six hours there, um, with Steve and, Spent a long time with the tour. He spent a, a generous amount of time with us, speaking to us and hanging out with us, taking pictures. And I feel like after, you know, six plus hours, um, he's almost like an uncle that has like a, a, a cool bar in the basement that <laughs> your your parents say like, yeah, you know, that's Uncle Steve. He's got all this cool stuff. And then you finally go to his bar and it's better than you thought it ever could be in your mind. <laughs> And I think I'm going to, I'm going to go for broke and, and ask if I can like sleep over his house <laughs> or, or sleep over in his museum and specifically the arcade. Yes, folks, there's, there's an arcade there and, um, oh. you can, and they're all mostly all on, I think they're all on free play. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I would just sit there and just play video games all night. Yeah, I think you you played one for a while, and then uh, my son actually went and played it from beginning to end. And then I played I played the pod racing game that was pretty awesome. And and then of course there's the original like um, Star Wars game where you um, yeah you're uh, you're X wing fighter and they're shooting yes. like they're like a bunch like of these... sparks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the like, technology back then wasn't but, very good. Yeah, but it's still such a cool game. I mean. Um, Oh, that that was fun. We played. Uh, I think I played a pinball game, and my son played a pinball game, and that was that was really fun to watch him like play stuff that I played before he was born. Like he was playing this stuff, and I, it just made me giddy. I was just like, "This is awesome." Yeah, you're right. Like I I would just I would just say like, "Hey," I just knock on his gate and say like, "Hey, can I come in and play some games? <laughs> Drink at the cantina." <laughs> right. um, yeah. So I mean, like, um, mm-hmm. we, you know, we have the interview after this um, with Steve. So you know, we just wanted to give a short uh, recap of what we saw. We didn't want to spoil the tour at all because you have to go and experience it yourself. If you're a Star Wars fan and you collected or or bought toys at any point in time, um, you you got to go. It, you, just the sheer magnitude of of stuff that he's got there, and just imagine the fact that like we probably only saw eighty percent of it. Yeah. Because the rest of it is is still stored away in boxes. Um, we can't thank uh, Steve Sansweet and also Ann Newman enough for for allowing us to not only just take the tour but to be able to interview Steve afterwards. They were really great and generous with their time. Um, yeah, just take the tour if you're a Star Wars. Yeah, fan. take take the tour if you're a Star Wars fan. Also, you know uh, everything. It's a nonprofit organization, so everything that you you know, donate or you buy a membership and you buy the tickets um, or if, uh, you know, all of it goes to really good causes. Um, he really loves fan-made projects, fan-made things. So bring him something. You know, I, there was a guy from Australia that came all the way over with this box. I mean, he traveled all over the United States doing different things, but he carried this box full of stuff that he wanted to give Steve. And that's how dedicated, I mean, that's how wonderful Star Wars fans are. And Steve, and, and just looking at Steve's face going like, oh, I don't have this. It was super cool, you know. And we even brought something. We won't say what it is until you listen to the interview, but we brought something to him that I think he really enjoyed. Um, and, uh, yeah, but you're going to find out. I mean, the man is is such a cool guy. Um, he had, He's lived like three lives, and this is his, you know, 
I don't want to say swan song. That sounds ridiculous. But this is like his his passion. And it's really cool to talk to somebody who's so passionate about something, especially something that we love. And we just had an amazing time that I will guarantee you I will be going back there for sure. All right. So, guys, uh, stick around. Uh, stick around for the interview. Yeah. Thanks again, Ann and Steve. And uh, well, now uh, we're going to welcome the man himself, uh, Mr. Steve Sansweet. vote for <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to ask questions that you had nothing like nothing to do with anything. nothing star wars related <laughs> we're gonna ask you everything about star trek and baseball cards <laughs> all right so actually the first the first thing i wanted to say is that um we you were actually part of the reason why we met one of the reasons we, we actually met so I, i've i've listened and read a lot of your stuff and i know you, one of the things that you love the most uh, is how Star Wars brings people together. Absolutely. So that's actually how we met. Yeah, it was we Celebration met, 3 yeah, in we actually, Indianapolis, yeah, 2005. We, yep. And uh, what had happened was it was basically part of collecting because we were on the merchandise line where the computers broke down. And we were there for, what, six to eight hours it, it, waiting We were there for hours. That was, that you was remember? a nightmare. Oh, I remember yeah. very well. <laughs> so they're like, anyone with cash, come on up. And we're like, damn it. Yeah, I'm going to carry $600 <laughs> in cash cards. to buy toys. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so, what ended up happening was I'm from I was I'm originally from New Jersey. He's still in, in Redding, California, and we actually converged on the line. And it was basically like you ever you know, when you're in the grocery store and somebody decides to pay with a check, and everybody online just oh, looks at yeah. each other. <laughs> or you have 20 <laughs> items in the 10 item line. Yep. So basically, that's what we did. We're like, what the hell is going on here? And then we started talking, and we basically missed the entire first day. And and we were like, well, why don't we just help each other out? And then, you know. You stand in line while I go look at things. I'll stand in line while right. you go look at things. That's great. Yeah. So, so, however, was, so however many years later, what, over 10, 10 years 11 later? 11 years later. Here we are talking to you. And I think you <laughs> opened Celebration 3, right? Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. Three, four. <laughs> Your. That was a that was a long time ago. I can't believe it's been like ten years. Yeah, I can't, can't believe anyway. celebrations lasted this long after our first one. <laughs> oh, in Denver, rain out. In it Denver, was yeah. it was bad. Uh, it was, was terrible. It's waiting out in the mud and the were rain. Were you there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to one, two, three, and then uh, and then seven because I didn't go to Anaheim or over yeah. to Europe. So yeah, I've been to all eleven. Wow. And I was going to pass on this one, and I just decided. We were reading that. We were talking about that. We're like, I guess he's not going to go. Well, then... they didn't invite us as Rancho Obi-Wan, and it was a three-day convention and everything. We'll see what happens in Orlando. Mm. We've got a really good idea for a uh, for an exhibit, but we'll see. Awesome. And, any spoilers for that on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 
just don't know. I haven't asked them. They haven't asked me. But I mean, they're just it's getting a, it's back and getting back in. Yeah. So. We've uh, we actually drove around the community because we got here like four hours early. So, <laughs> so we drove around the community and went to the Target. I've, I've heard your, a few of the podcasts that you were on that there's no Walmart here. So I guess I'll, I'll lead with the question of like, w- when you go around the area walking into like Target, do people like know who you are? Do they do they roll their eyes or give you a cart full of pre-shopped Star Wars stuff for you to to, to buy? <laughs> So occasionally I'll go into Target and there will be a uh, somebody at the register that I'll recognize and they'll recognize me or they'll see the quantity of Star Wars stuff and they'll look at me and saying, "Are you that guy? <laughs> you're the yeah, you're the guy." So yeah. that that does happen occasionally. <laughs> in in this community, is it is Target the only one that you really go to or? Um, no, I mean there's so much food products out there now that you oh, know. Okay. I'll, Go to Safeway. They know me at the Hallmark uh, Gold Crown oh. store uh, <laughs> because they've been doing a lot of Star Wars stuff lately, some really cool stuff. And i um, thinking, where else? And, and then occasionally I'll go to the Walmart that's like 35 miles away. The close Walmart is. Last Christmas they had no Star Wars stuff on the yeah, show. Yeah. I mean, mm. it's just like, huh? So occasionally I'll go to that one and I'll be disappointed and then ask some friend in Texas, which has Walmart every other block, uh, to try to find something for right. me. So, you know, it, 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 it all works out in the, in the long run. Right now I'm looking for, we just found the bird's eye um, Yoda pasta and broccoli bags. <laughs> and I don't know if uh, next to the Frozen and Avengers bags. And I don't know, somebody has said that there are, there's more than just Yoda, but I don't know. So... Keep your ears and eyes open. Yeah, send them to fellow collectors. Absolutely. And then I'm looking for there's like glad containers, you know, like glad wrap, glad bags, mm-hmm. and I think there's some Star Wars glad bag containers, ziplocs Zip or oh, okay. something like that. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah. So the, those are the latest uh, the latest things I'm looking for. Food See, products have always been we important were, to me. We were looking in the wrong places. We were looking at. Toy stuff. Toys. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody can get toys. We went to Target. We didn't go to the food section. We went right to the toys. We went right to the toys. I now tend to go to the food sections first because it's the food. As I said briefly on the tour, it's like you know, back in '77, Mom hadn't gone to see Star Wars. It was not her kind of movie for the most part. There were a lot of women who were into it, but. Seeing that that Star Wars cereal uh, on the table every day, you know, that's how Darth Vader became part of the broader culture, even people who didn't know it, how editorial cartoonists started using Darth Vader. And eventually it just seeps into the everyday popular culture, especially in, Eng- in the English-speaking countries. Huh. I never really thought I, of that. I did buy my daughter uh, Star Wars macaroni and cheese, and I did buy her Star Wars... Uh, Campbell's uh, meatballs and pasta. Did they have SpaghettiOs? Yeah, yes, it. It was SpaghettiOs, spaghetti-os oh, wow. too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was yeah, but you know the, the the fresh fruit is hard. You know the Yoda grapes, the Darth Vader <laughs> apples, and the BB-8 oranges, which we found at the at the low price um, food market. Um, I think so I've seen the BB-8 oranges. What the we need to be scared cool. of is when they actually start growing oranges that look like BB-8. Yeah, I think that's a really, cool idea. <laughs> that'd be really interesting. Genetically modified oranges. Yeah, and then Yo- <laughs> grapes that look like Yoda, Jar Jar Kiwis. <laughs> Jar Jar Kiwis. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about on the tour because um, one of the questions was, "What was the first thing that you ever received, or what was the first item?" Um, 
for me, I, I want to say, I think the first thing that I ever got Star Wars wise was, was an ad ad. That was the biggest deal, like in 1981, Christmas 81, something like that. So what was the first Star Wars item you received? I mean, did you receive anything for Christmas or did you? I was too old. I was buying myself. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, actually I did. Um, um, as a gift, um, friends of mine, and it wasn't initially, um, had, had found, I didn't realize that the art of Star Wars and the art of Empire Strikes Back had come out in hardcover. I had just bought the softcover editions, but there were hardcover editions. And of all things, trying to buy me something Star Wars and these, <laughs> these good friends. Um, so it was the Christmas probably of 1980. And I was just like, my mouth was gape. That's awesome. I didn't, you know, because there was no online back then. No. And, you know, well, they you had go, to go to a store and find it. You well, know. yeah. And, you know, there were a lot of bookstores back then, unlike today, when yeah. there's one per 100,000 people or a million people <laughs> or something like that. So, so yeah, I mean, there there have been things like that. I have gotten gifts, especially early on, that I didn't have. And now it's more like the unique kind of gift, like uh, my friend Bob found uh, um, the the stormtrooper beavis and butthead figures oh, yeah, I love that. And, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah so it's you know fun things like that what, what was do you have any i don't recollection? remember recollection? Uh, the one of the worst uh, the, uh, the earliest recollection of star wars i have is that i remember moving from north new jersey to the shore of new jersey and i remember not having all the pieces for my, my millennium falcon and I remember watching TV, and you were talking about the two the the lightsaber that comes out at the. I remember sitting there watching TV and chewing on the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. Yeah, I remember uh, that specifically. Yes, well, at least you don't have it? the memory of. Oh yeah, I had the missile firing Boba Fett, but I um, buried it in the backyard and we moved. Oh, I the dog, the, the rocket. Dog, yeah, the dog chewed the rocket. Uh, yeah, I've heard so many stories like that, and you know, sometimes I just say. Oh, gee, that's amazing. I, I, I played with my Star Wars toys in the dirt, but I but recently I bought. Um, I didn't see a lot of Episode Seven stuff out there, but I um, except for the the San Diego Comic Con um, First Order Stormtrooper. But I bought a, a regular Stormtrooper, First Order Stormtrooper, and right out of the box, just positioned the arm and it ripped right off. I was so mad because you can't find toy. You can't even find that figure right now. I bought it on Force Friday, which was really pitiful, really pitiful. I was at Toys R Us, their main Midtown Manhattan store, which unfortunately has closed uh, for Force Friday. We had done this last year. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, we had done uh, we had done a deal with them where we had about uh, uh, twenty cases filled with about seventy items from the collection, with little signs that said what things were all over the store. Oh, wow. And then I did a panel, um, and. Uh, so that was fun, but the only thing I bought that day, and and then they opened the line, and I didn't want to be in there, and there was all this stuff, and it was all fresh and new and everything, and the one thing I really wanted was the Sparrow BB-8. And oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. And that's the only thing I bought for Force Friday. I think we each got one of those, too, but I bought mine in, like, Bed Bath & Beyond or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was really no, that's strange. They sold them there. Yeah. I bought mine at a weird, like, uh, Brainy- Brainiac-type toy store where they just had them on display in New Jersey. I was there visiting family, and I it was in the mall. I never go in that store because I'm like, I don't want to buy magnets or whatever they sell over there. <laughs> so, and all of a sudden, there's just a giant display for Star Wars, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's here. Well, 
these weren't even in the toy section at Toys R Us, which oh. is why it was easy to get to. It was like a Brainiac section of Toys ah. R Us. Oh, okay, okay. And so, or whatever the branding is that right, they right. were using. And so I had spotted it out of the corner of my eye. And as soon <laughs> as the you know doors opened, as soon as they let people go shopping, I went over there. Yeah. There's no line. Whatsoever. Yeah, I got that one, and I got the cheaper Target one. Yeah. The Target one's more fun because you just don't want it, because you can replace that easily. I don't yeah. want to spend too much money to replace the other one. Yeah, the other one I've only <laughs> I think I've taken out like twice last yeah. year. But to, so, so I read something interesting. Uh, I you know looked at Wikipedia and whatnot. I don't know how accurate. He Facebook, he, he internet stalked. Oh you, yeah, basically. I stalked you big time. Um, it says you had like over fifty hours on QVC. It's interesting. <laughs> interesting hawking, you know, selling items and whatnot. Actually, what is the what's like the weirdest Star Wars item that you actually tried to sell? Um, well, of course, this was with Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. And um, at the beginning, I was still with the Wall Street Journal, which wasn't real thrilled about me being on a TV show selling <laughs> licensed Star Wars merchandise. <laughs> and the first show they introduced me, the first time I was on was to, to um, sell an autographed edition of one of my books. And um, they introduced me as bureau chief of the Wall Street Journal in Los Angeles. Oh, and no. <laughs> uh, that sort of raised some hackles. And so <clears throat> our deal was that uh, they would not use uh, any reference to who I was, just, you know, major Star Wars collector. I, I escaped, I think, although I bought off the air. Um, I got on about the fourth show that, that they did, and I escaped having to sell the tackiest um, Star Wars necktie and suspender set oh, no. made of alleged film frames. And what it was was just pieces of cheap acrylic that they had printed. Film fr- it was, oh my did, God. did Larry King call in and buy one? Uh, no, but I still have those someplace. Um, Mark for uh, Mark. Yeah. And Mark Hamill was on an early show. and uh, But then I became a regular. And so... Lucasfilm liked it because the, the, the first time was to help sell the book, but then it, I did it so well that they liked it because I was I sort of brought the entertainment part or the you know, news from Star Wars right. land or uh, things like that, and we were approaching the special editions and Shadows of the Empire and stuff like that, and so I would always be able to bring something along and work with the uh, retail person at Lucas Licensing, and uh, and then I became part of Lucasfilm and became a lot easier to do. Right. So we, we've we been here for, I don't even know how many hours now. Hours. So I can't believe you're actually still talking to us. So <laughs> Isn't your dinner getting cold? <laughs> you, you, spent, you spent more than enough time uh, uh, with with the group, and you were kind enough to sit on this podcast with us. So we don't we don't want you to go course just in case you have any more tours. Um, so <laughs> one tomorrow. One tomorrow. One tomorrow. So there we'll go. try to make this a, a little bit quicker than uh, normal interviews. So we're going to skip it. So. Okay. Go um, ahead. So you had mentioned you had mentioned that um, you're trying to get funding for the cantina that you want to open here, which right. sounds like an amazing That's thing because cool we get to go see all this cool stuff and then we go to go drink in in, in I didn't say you could drink well certainly non-alcoholic okay drinks, so I was uh, just uh, picturing uh, that night. <laughs> but we could I was just imagining flask, I was just imagining <laughs> that stuff. yeah I mean Lucasfilm has offered us the cantina that was set up at the Celebration Anaheim and it's an amazing set which they had built before for some um um 
online uh, programming, and then they put back together, and it's in storage right now. We were there. Uh, that, yeah, that was an it's, awesome set piece. It's a tremendous set piece, and we have the room for it, but you know, now it's a matter of we are working on various ideas and plans to be able to raise the funds that it would cost to be able to surround this, to have a, a yeah. building that this would fit in. And we, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. I was picturing in my head that I could actually drink in the cantina. <laughs> Why would you think you could drink in the cantina? That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. We're not here for the tour. We're here to How do I skip? I, I've seen the tour. I just want to do the video arcade games and the drinking. Or maybe uh -huh. blend the two. Yeah. <laughs> Blue milk at best. Yeah. Leave your droids at the door. Um, so... <clears throat> Well, you, you're doing a lot of charity work. Um, one of the, the first convention we did was just a very small con, and it was a Make-A-Wish Foundation. We actually raised money, helped raise money for them, which was awesome. Um, so could you briefly, t I know you've talked uh, extensively about your charity work, but um, just very briefly for the audience out there, like what kind of charity work do you do? And, um, and well, obviously you want to do it for the... Uh, also get the cantina going too, but... Well, we're, I mean, we're a 501c three nonprofit ourselves. And so awesome. people can donate money to us. Um, a lot of people uh, can take advantage of matching grants. Their companies do matching grants for all kinds of 501c3s. And so we've gotten, you know, funds in that way. And I always like to point out that the, the money that we raise, none of it goes to buy the collectibles. These mm -hmm. are either donated by some companies or mostly they're purchased by me. Um, the vast majority of the <laughs> collection purchased by me. But we also extend our outreach to others. And so we do um, free tours for school groups, for other affinity groups. Um, we give uh, tours as um, to other charities for them to raise money. That's so cool. there have been other charities, local and outside um, uh, Northern California, that have raised literally thousands of dollars um, by auctioning off uh, tours of Rancho Obi-Wan sometimes combined with other things. That's and so cool. that makes us feel great that, that we have been able to do that. And in my purchases, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've gotten at auction has gone to um, certainly uh, Make-A-Wish, um, um, the uh, UNICEF, um, the Mandalorian Mercs uh, charity fund, which some of which comes back to us. They make us a grant every year. That's it's wonderful. Cool. Um, um, they're really good, good folks. And, um, and, and that is a real great brotherhood and sisterhood um, uh, of those people. So the charity works all kinds of ways, but, um, but it works primarily because we ourselves are a nonprofit and we work to aid other nonprofits and, to sort of expand the, the whole Star Wars fandom. That's fantastic. One of the uh, one of the ways you could get uh, donations to the thing is if you maybe uh, to the to the museum here is maybe uh, talk to Mark Hamill and see how he got his contract done so that you can get <laughs> a little different. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, no. Mark goes Mark goes way back, and uh, Mark's Mark's a great guy, and I've known Mark and his wife uh, Mary Lou and. Their son Nathan for for quite a while. They're they're super people, um, but uh, yeah, I mean uh, we do uh, we we do the annual of course the worldwide world famous uh, Petaluma Butter and Egg Day parade. So <laughs> we're out there raising local awareness. Sometimes we drive the Rebel troop transporter yeah, in it. And sometimes it um, uh, burns up, but. Um, <laughs> 
You know, so uh, we do a local event with our craft brewery, Lagunitas, and they do um, a wonderful thing in the spring and the summer, every Monday and Tuesday. They're available for you to take their outdoor tap room and have a charity raising event. Oh, that's cool. In which you bring whatever you bring along, you charge whatever price you want, and then all of the proceeds that they ring up for their beer during that period goes to the charity. And so, you know, we've done an event uh, twice. We've done our May the 4th event there even. So one of them wasn't on May the 4th. So this right. This will be my damn Tuesday. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, that's great fun. And um, we, we've uh, tricked it out with a costume contest for kids. So, yeah, the adults can drink beer, but the kids are, you know, can drinking and sharing. And, it's, it's, yeah. Right. What, about, what about asking Lagunitas to sponsor your cantina? Yeah. <laughs> Did I just solve your problem? Again, Did I just solve your problem? Again, there's no drinking I just solved in the, the cantina. <laughs> <laughs> just tell them that a little let's blue dye. Let's take dive. this off. Yeah, let's take this offline. <laughs> uh, well, we'd like to do something we call the big finish. With, okay. uh, with every interview that we've done so far. So these are just three predetermined questions that everybody gets and fire away. <laughs> All right. So, okay, all-time favorite character can be from any genre. Well, my all-time favorite character is from Star Wars, and it is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um, that's why this is not named Rancho Jar Jar. There was something about Obi-Wan, um, and it was partly that the character influenced me, but that it had already been part of my life. I always have considered myself in both my work life and in personal life as a mentor, um, looking for talent, bringing people into both the Wall Street Journal and to Lucasfilm, and then, you know, making sure that they got the right support um, so that they could succeed. And, um, and, and that has always been very important to me. And I saw that. Plus, I mean, the great acting by both Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor um, just sort of... Uh, Cemented we, that we but, love them both. We yeah. love you, McGregor. We're, we're hoping, praying Wouldn't that, that they be make wonderful. an Obi Wan Kenobi that movie. Would be great because I remember he's when a that, fantastic guy. When that, that uh, when that fake poster, that fake uh, slide came out, yeah. Yeah. I, I lost it. Yeah. I thought it was real. <laughs> I thought it was it, so real. It sure looked real. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. Um, so okay, so if Obi Wan Kenobi was your buddy, like in real life, uh -huh. what kind of birthday gift would you get him? Hmm. <laughs> I think I would give him all completely paid vacation to a lovely resort with Sabine. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Awesome um, answer. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so what uh, what are you watching right now on TV? What's your what's your go to? What do you have on DVR, or what is the one things you can't can't miss? You know, I'm, my my, uh, my I watch I watch America's Got Talent. I mean, I like things that are sort of um, sort of light and um, that are a bit competitive and that involve some discovery. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, especially right now. Things are, you know, I'm going to, I'll watch some of the Olympics, certainly. Um, but um, uh, I'm trying to think. I love uh, Modern Family. 
Mm. And um, I like a show called The Fosters, which is on Netflix, right? Uh, no, Netflix? it's on. It's on they've renamed the channel. It used to be the ABC Family Channel. And um, I'm trying to think what else I watch. Oh, well, Big Bang Theory I watch oh, all yeah. the time. It's one of our favorites. And and a lot of a lot of late night DVR like uh, especially James Corden, who I find. He's, oh, he's very, very he's so funny. funny. So. so if uh, Sheldon, if uh, if uh, if you're, you said you watched the Big Bang. Theory. Sheldon, if you're listening, you should come and visit here. All of you should actually. <laughs> <laughs> we do an episode at Rancho Obi Wan and the Big Bang Theory. That would be that would be super That'd be cool. Great. I think um, that could be arranged. Probably. That probably could be sure. if we can get them to listen from your yeah. lips. <laughs> <laughs> so which if the the. The character Sheldon, uh-huh. if he could, if he had to ride in a, in a if he had to pick three vehicles, um, would he ride in Kit, Airwolf, or Streethawk? Um, <laughs> Kit, I think he would feel more comfortable in an older. Uh, <laughs> but he can't drive. No, I know. But he can. Oh, that's but, even but better. The car that's can. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's that is, the car can. So yeah, he can right. talk to the car. That's actually a good and answer. He loves, drive. That's right. Yeah, that's he loves right. AI. Oh. That's a good answer. <laughs> okay, so um, here's the last question: mm-hmm. uh, top three movies of all time. Anything? Top three movies of all time. Star Wars, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh. There's 13 Star Treks, though. (laughs) I I really love Star Trek, but I would not put that in my top three movies of all time. Um, And which Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. There you go. It's my favorite of the the films, episode four. And... um, yeah, you know that's just where my mind was. Et, we have. She's got a mind reader. Et, et. When I when I first saw Et and walked out of the the screening, I couldn't talk for ten minutes. Et, Et. Uh, that's actually the Flying. first movie that yep. my father ever took me to, and I don't remember it, but he he remembers the entire theater crying. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Yep. Et dies. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You think he does? <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up. But before we go, we have something for you. Um, we, I guess, we we force future read this that mm. you were going to ask for a shirt. So we actually have <laughs> a shirt for you. Right in the middle of the tour, and, he's and like, just, "I'll do your podcast, but I need a shirt." Yeah, I'm so like, just, oh. so just in case you don't like the shirt. You can't give it away to anybody else. Oh, I love it. Because it has your name on it. <laughs> it has Sansweet on the back. And uh, chew on this. A Nerds United podcast. Perfect. It's we might have size. to take that sound bite. No, we might have. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll, yes. um, so the other thing we have is uh, the person that we've been in contact is Anne. And Anne is your general uh, manager, curator here. Everything. She was feeding yeah. you answers throughout the podcast, too. <laughs> um, but we were trying to figure out what to give you that somebody hasn't given you yet. And we were, we, at the, the first idea we had was we'll give them an action figure. Well, we've seen tons of fan-made action figures to you, and we're not really good artists. That's why we talk, because we can't <laughs> we talk draw. We talk comic books. We, we, talk can't, we can't draw art, or sculpt or anything like that. So, 
So we're thinking, all right, well, we'll get Steve the shirt, and then we'll have to do something completely different. And hope, and luckily, unless it was in a box, we didn't see this out there. Right. So what we got for you? Well, is, then again, there's only, it's only one. There's, there's none. Only one ever there's made. none one ever made. made. So this is a, an official Chew approved podcast number one action figure never made. It's a General and Newman uh, action figure. For oh your my museum. God! I love it. <laughs> I love it. We'll we'll let this, this was rest really hard to find. Office. Oh it's my, my first God. action figure. I love it. Or maybe we put it with the other action figures. So it was, it was extremely truly, difficult to find. This is truly we, wonderful, guys. This is truly one. Can we put a little purple streak in there too? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to draw glasses on there, but... Uh, yeah, I told I thought, no, no, don't do that. Is, this is wonderful. Super cute. This Super is great. Cute. We'll have to get a picture with you guys with it. wealth of figures made uh, with his likeness. We wanted to think outside the box. Um, that's kind of what we do. And uh, so um, that's, that is the only one in existence. Cool. And it's it will the be the only ever, one ever in existence. So what we want to we, we let you know, it comes with accessories. Um and the accessories are stormtroopers to help you to help you curate, and those are and those pills are actually uh, they're they're um, they're ibuprofen pills when you're curating for ends and endless amounts of time. You know how many ibuprofen we've got. Uh, we buy the five thousand ride from Costco. <laughs> Steve, Fabulous. Steve, and Ann, thank you so so much. Thank uh, the you tour guys. Was this wonderful. has been great. I'm glad you uh, were able to make the tour, and this was great fun. And uh, chew on this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks thank so you. much for having us. Thank you.